Welcome to the His Plan for You podcast. Join Pastor Favi in a series of powerful messages that will encourage, uplift, and inspire. Discover God's perfect plan for your life today. We're going to start actually in Genesis. Uh, this is the first mention. And uh, when the Bible, you, we go back to the first, to the first and the beginning where God first mentioned something about the heart. So this is the first, first time that God mentions the heart. So we're going to go uh, Genesis 6, 5. We're going to start on verse 1, and it says, in Genesis 6, 1, it says, Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the faith of the earth, and daughters were born to them, and the sons of God saw the daughters of men, and they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves and all, and, and all whom they choose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with men forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his day shall be 121 years. So there were giants in the earth, and it says here, on number five, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of men was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So this is like the first mention of heart. And when we're talking about heart, we're not talking about the pumping organ. We don't talk about that because that's not, it's, when you say the heart of the ocean, what are we saying? It's the deepest, the innermost part of the ocean. So when we're talking about the heart, we're talking about the inner part of man. The, that's the core, where, who we are, basically. You know, um, we're spirits, and, and, in, you know, and in, we need to deposit in us, you know, the word, so then we will be able to speak the word. But here it says that, you know, he saw it. God, the Lord saw it, that the intent and the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So, and this is after, of course, Adam's sin, when sin came. And so we are the righteousness of God. You know, we have this crowd. We are the righteousness of God. And those who have not received Jesus... You receive Jesus and you become, you know, part of his nature and there is no sin in you. But there is a part of every single one of us to continually working in our hearts. So we're going to go back and we're going to go to Galatians. Let's go to the book of Galatians. So it says in chapter 5.13, it says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then it says 16, I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So we do have an opportunity to do whatever we want. You know, it's like you choose, right? But it says here, don't use the liberty. You know, uh, parents, we give 
opportunity to our children to be responsible. And we tell them, okay, you are allowed to do this, you are allowed to do this. And we as parents expect that, you know, the children to be on track and be responsible and don't do anything outside those boundaries. So for the kids to abuse that opportunity, then, you know, then you go, okay, so we have to revise the law here, right? And then there might be consequences about this. Well, God says here, you know, he says, don't use that liberty. We are the righteousness of God. We have God's nature. So it's not like, it's not like whatever we want to do, we're going to do. It is, there is actually um, a, a more thoughtful way of living, you know, with our heart. And, and he says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh. And then he says, for the flesh lost against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And he says, apparently, these are contrary to one another. He said, there is a conundrum here. And he says, so what do you, that you do not do these things that you wish. But 18, 18 is so clear. It says, but, this is the answer, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evil, and it tells you what it, what it is. And then 22, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Again, there is no law. So that's, you know, there's no law. This is the law of the spirit of life. And those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh and his passion. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So we're talking about, you know, how are we going to maintain the heart? But this is one way. So... We're going to go to Ephesians 2, and we're going to read 1, 2, 3, 4, up to, up to 10. Are we there? And so he says here, And you, he made Christ alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So there was a way of walking before. There, were, there was a way of thinking before. And we talked a lot about the renewing of the mind. You know, how do you put that word of God, renewing the mind? So the word of God goes inside your heart, and now you have to walk it. Because the Bible says we're not only hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And so the action of doing the word is what is producing the fruits, is what will produce the fruit that is needed. And because faith without action, there's nothing goes, nothing goes on. It's dead. And the action is not like, oops, I'm going to do this. This is, this is something that I can do. It's, it's the action of I believe the Bible, what, what God says in the Bible and because I believe it, I am going to do it. It's not like a religious thing. It's not like, oh, I have to do this. It's like, you know, it's, it's a ritual. No, I believe. It's like, I believe that God, this is the way 
to have a successful life. And therefore, because I believe that this is true, I'm going to take action on it. So then your heart start growing and start producing the fruit, which are the, all this fruit of the Spirit that we, you know, we read. So here it says, uh, number two, in which you once walk according to the world, according to the prince of the power of the air. So we walk, there was a time in our life that we walk just alongside the devil. We walk in, he was our friend, he was our God. We didn't ever choose it directly, right? I, I, you did not say, oh, I choose the devil as my God. No, but by choice, by not choosing God, and it was, you, you just chose the devil. There's no other way. You either choose life or you choose death. And by not choosing life, you know, just by, and there is a word for it, by um, default, thank you. By default, not choosing life, you choose death by default. So you have to, you got to propose, I'm going to walk in this because I don't want, I don't want that not knowing I'm going to be with the devil. And you don't want to do that because then you will reap what you're sowing. And then, then you're going to see, say, but what is this going on? What is this going on? Well, um, the devil might be, a, a, there, he's a, a master that might be good for a time, but on the long run, he's very bad, very bad. And then at, he'll take you to hell because he doesn't want to go by himself. That's the end of the story. So uh, and number three says, you know, among whom we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desire of the flesh and, and the mind, and where nature, and where by nature children of wrath, just as, as the others. And, and then it says in five, even when we were dead and trespassing, made us alive together with Christ, God made us alive together. And six, and raise up all together and made us sit, sit together in heavenly places. Uh, eight, by, by, get a break, but, but by grace you have been saved through faith and not by your own self. It's a gift from God, not of work, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Not for evil works, for good works. So he created. Us. He sit us together in heavenly places. He has been reconciled us in Christ. And it says, God prepared beforehand that we should walk. What? In those good works. Good works. It's a walking. It's a lifestyle. And so, and, and, and how are we are going to be achieving this? Because it's a very daily life. I have been redeemed from the curse of the law, which is Galatians 3.13. I have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Hemos sido redimidos de toda la maldición. Y la maldición, the, 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 all the law and all the, the curse that was in Deuteronomy 28 and any other sickness and any other disease that was going to happen in the future. So we've been redeemed. So when you wake up and that thing comes or whatever comes and you go, no. When someone calls 
and says a bad report or says something nasty, you go, no, I, I know that my future is bright because God says so. I, I am, my, the plans of God, are the, his thoughts and plans are good for me. He made me. He says that there is good works he created beforehand for me so I can walk in the goodness of God. So you wake up, and this is how you are acting on the word. Not you're confessing, but you're acting on the word. Because you, you I mean, number one, you say it. You know, Pastor, I say, that's an important thing because uh, sometimes we might not believe it at the point. You might not, you know, 100% you go, yes, I did it. And, I, you know, but, but you, you said, okay, I'm going to have to trust God. And, you know, I might not believe it 100%, but if he says so, okay. So you say what God says, and you say what God says, and there is a point of your life that that fruit, then you go and go, wow. You know, it becomes you. It, the word of God becomes part of you. Let's go back to Matthew, uh, Matthew 14. Actually, yeah, Matthew 14. We're going to go to Matthew 14. Well, actually, it's, uh, let's go back on the 13, which is the parable of the sower. And number 15. It says, For the heart of these people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes have crossed lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that, they should, that, that I should heal them. Okay, so we're going to turn it around, because this condition is people that their heart has, be, has grown dull, and callous, they has, you know, and so it's hard to penetrate. God might have said something, and they ignore it. Then God says something, and they ignore it. So they start growing this callous, and it's hard. The Holy Spirit says things, and it's so hard to penetrate. And, you know, so what happens? It says the hearts of the people have, are open to receive. So this is the heart that we want to get. Our hearts are ready to receive. And so if our hearts are ready to receive, it says their ears are Easy to hear. Why? Our ears, everything has to do, you know, when we talked, we read the, everything that had to do with the flesh. Everything that has to do with the flesh has to do with the eyesight, with our ears, with our mouth, sense. Everything that we touch, everything that we see and perceive. So what, what we want to do is go in our heart from the sense world to the spirit world where we can walk in the spirit and we will not be doing uh, that satisfy our flesh. Oh, but I see this is happening. Well, no, you say something else, what you want to see. You're going to change that image or, or that situation with your words. I don't want to see, like, you know, my children... The only thing that they have to do according to the word of God as they're trained to hear his voice is one, there's one, only one uh, verse that goes to the children, obey your parents. And the reason is that they're going to learn to hear from us and obey and act 
on everything that we say. Do this, do this. So when they're walking, they're 16, 18, 19, 20, there's a point in their lives that they need, you know, and they are starting to hear from God now. But there's a point in their life that they have to walk themselves with the Lord. And yes, they can be obedient children, but now is their destiny, is they have choices to make. Whom they're going to marry, what school they're going to go, and, you know, these choices, are these choices are going to impact their future. So, you know, how I'm going to be joyful, or, or is, this, is this relationship good to me? You know, how, how your life is impacting, you know, you, but you need to hear from God. So, um, 16 says, blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. That's us, right? And number 13, why? Because it's easy. It's easy to, when we have an open heart to hear and to see what God says, we're going to get understanding of God's word. And then he talks about the sower. You know, he talks about the sower. And uh, he, uh, he explains it, you know, very, very easily to them. Um, Uh, on, on 1343, he says, The righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of the Father. He who hears, he, he, who has ears to hear, let him hear. Uh, Jesus constantly, you know, was talking about pay attention how you hear because it's going to go into your heart. Pay attention to what you hear and it's going to go to your heart. And it says, righteous shine forth like the sun and in the kingdom of the Father. Matthew 16, 5. And now when his disciples had come to the other side, they have forgotten to take bread. When Jesus said to them, take heed and be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And their reason, okay, uh, and that's number one. They reason. They start thinking. You know, they're inside saying, okay, what does the Lord want? You know, okay, let's find out. Okay, I might not catch that phrase, but we're going to be digging of what God says. But they reason. They start thinking, and they're like, oh, maybe it's this. Maybe it's this. They start thinking, which is that's natural. You know, that's very sensitive. And so they're saying, and they're reasoning among themselves, saying, it is because we have, you know, we didn't take no bread. We have no bread. But Jesus, he was, you know, the spiritual one. He's like, of course. He says, says, oh, you little faith, what do you reason? What are you, like, talking about? about? You stop it. It's, you know, this, you should have gotten this. But it's okay. It says, you reason among yourself because you have brought no bread. You do not yet understand. What did we hear or read before on chapter 13? You have ears to hear. The hearts are open. Well, it says that the hearts were dull, so they were closed. The eyes were closed. The ears were closed, right? But if, if the heart is dull, the eyesight is closed, the ears is closed, 
then their understanding is blank. So here's like, you're not getting this. Why? They're reasoning, they're thinking, they're going into the natural. And so when we have questions, we know, we all have questions. Why? Why do I need to do this? Why? Well, go back to God. And not all the things we're going to understand at the moment, but as you walk with Jesus, as you walk with the Lord, you know, I'm sure that the apostles, they were like, I mean, we can see through, through, the, through the epistles that, that like, oh, this is what he meant, you know, in Acts. Oh, wow, now we get it, you know. And even Paul said, you people have been with him, you walk with him, you broke bread with him, and you still don't have revelation of Christ? I mean, it was like, hello. For, for Paul, Paul was like, Christ. I mean, and, and so he started talking about Christ. He started talking about, well, the Galatians and the Ephesians. He started writing those letters. We walk by this. It's a walking process. We are in Christ. We have been created new. But it is a walking process. And we do, we do not give up. You don't see the miracle right away. You don't see it. You don't give up. Why? You're walking on your heart. You're working on your heart. You're walking on your heart. This is the last scripture, and we're going to close. 1 Corinthians 10, 23. And even though you guys might have a different uh, translation, just read whatever you have, okay? All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. So... And why he's saying this, like, well, we, this is Paul writing to the uh, Corinthians. And they were a church that were so gifted. And they were powerful in the gifts of God. They were like, wow. When, when Paul wrote the letter to the, to the Corinthians, he was like, I marvel. My goodness, you guys have been gifted by God. He's so powerful move of God and the Spirit of God. And then, you know, he had to put some order to all this powerful going, you know, uh, movement of God in the church, but it was powerful. The Holy Spirit was moving in the church. Since the beginning of the time in Genesis, we can tell that the heart of man, he saw, wow, there's wickedness, there's evil continually. So how are we going to change that? Well, Christ is in us now. Now we are going to be walking in his truth, right? Depositing that word, sowing the word of God. And when you see that something might not be just right, this is, it's not that you go, oh, but I can do whatever I want. I'm free to choose. Yes, you are. But not, not everything is beneficial or edify, you know or helps you edify your life if it doesn't edify your life or or construct and build up your life just drop it you know if it's not working your heart you drop it if it's not going to produce 30 60 100 percent fruit you drop it why if you know People might say, oh, you know, smoking a cigarette, which is something very, uh, people, they do it. But it's not going to take them to hell. You know, it's going to take them quicker to heaven if, you know, 
Why? Because they, you know, they can get sick, people get cancer, and horrible things can happen to them, like with, with cigarettes. And they might be Christian, they go to heaven quick. And they will not satisfy their life and fulfillment of what God had planned for them, unfortunately. So was that, they could have done it, but was that an edify, beneficial for them? No. And there's so many other stuff, you know, like uh, you're watching a movie and there's something, you go, you know what, let me change the channel. Why? You're depositing those things in your heart. I, I have uh, one of our, our uh, mentors, actually, at the Healing Center at Raymond. She said, I don't watch, I don't watch anything that, uh, regarding dead people. Why? Because I'm walking, I'm walking, my life is to be able to pray for someone and they can get healed. I cannot watch this program because I am working on something. What I'm going to do is putting my heart, life. I'm going to put life. I'm going to put healing and life into my spirit. Why? Because I want to resurrect the dead. I want to change that there is this condition and I want to heal I am going to walk, and I am not working. I'm not. I am not putting fear. Hear this, fear in me. Okay, fear. What happened? My faith will not work. If you read all, and you know, you can do what. What did I read? Every you can do it. We're free to do it. Does it benefit you? No. If it doesn't benefit you, don't. Do it. Why? You're working on something. You want a miracle. You want to get results. And if you want results with the Word of God, you got to go by the book. There's no other choice. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so I am going to be, like Pastor Gio said, confessing the Word but protecting my heart. Not everything that I want to do is wrong. It's like, wow, out there. But like I was saying, I was watching this movie, and I told Sophia, this is not for us. What happened is that these kids, all this, you know, start getting, and they're very frightful. Then you talk to them, it's like, oh, I'm afraid of this. It's like, no, no, we're not afraid of anything. Why? God is with us. So we have to have a standards. We have to have a standard. Why? Because our life depends on, our future depends on. Your future is bright. You, are you going to have a career? How is it going to happen? doesn't matter. God has good plans. He says what we read. They're like, he prepares good works. And, and um, Jeremiah said, you know, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. You know, his plans are higher. It's like, you know, far above. Everything that God has prepared for us is above and beyond what we can ever think or imagine. God is a good God. What is it that we want? And you, you, every single one might have a desire, okay, I want these and these, you know, three things to happen. You know, you can work on one thing at a time. But I definitely want this. Okay, so you have to prepare your faith. You have to prepare your heart. And do not let, especially working on healing, on, on, you know, you have to get full of the love of God, not of fear of things that will not change, but the love of God that expels all fear. 
and has nothing to do with us. Thank you for listening to the His Plan for You podcast. We believe that your tithes belong to your local church. However, your partnership and love offerings will empower us to continue bringing the message of His perfect plan for you to the world. For more information, please visit wghm.org.